Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Patrick. That's the sound guy, Joe. yippee ki mother. And that's our co-host, Tatum. Hey there. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. This is This should be the week right before Christmas. Uh, I hope it is. If not, oh well. Um, <laughs> today we are going to talk about one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Definitely one of the greatest action movies of all time. Yes. One of the Christmas movies of all time. Okay. Because <laughs> we only say it's a Christmas movie because of the meme. No. And the fact that it takes place during Christmas. Okay. And it's Die Hard, everybody. It's Die, die hard. hard. Look, <laughs> Christmas is an element of the movie, so it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. How Listen, can you argue this? How about we we f- let's figure out this whole Christmas movie? Okay, thing. Let's sure. Look, let's look at a few examples to see how w- or in what ways we're on the same p- page <laughs> on Christmas movies. So I have a game here. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Wow. Which wow. of these movies is a Christmas movie? And just so because I want to feel out like where we're at, like what makes a Christmas movie? Sure. So to start, get like a baseline. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so to start, Iron Man. So how we're gonna do it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before before we start, I would just like to say, uh, so how we're gonna do this is I'm gonna give you two options. We decide on which one is, which one isn't, and then you're once I give you the reason why it's a Christmas movie, I want you to say if yes or no to that. Okay. So Iron Man two or Iron Man three? Iron Man three. Iron Man three. Yes. Iron Man. Uh, what do you mean or? Iron Man three is the one that takes is place during Christmas. Iron Man is the Christmas movie. Oh, Iron I Man understand. Two. Three. Iron Man 3. Yes, three. it's Iron Man 3. Sorry. Uh, the reasons that I saw for it being is that uh, Jingle Pulls plays in a scene where Stark tests his suit, uh, and themes of loneliness are heightened because, as a screenwriter said, loneliness is heightened at Christmas. <gasps> <laughs> I mean, so is yeah. this a Christmas Not movie? Wrong. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie. Okay, that's the one where he gets uh, lost with the kid in snow, and he learns like his the values of uh, freaking, you know, I, I take everything for granted, and this... Mandarin guy uh, took away everything. Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and say yes because of the themes of loneliness yeah. and all that. Yeah, I, I my main reason for saying yes is just that a screenwriter literally was like, yes, he is lonely in the Christmas way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's a Christmas movie there. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Goosebumps or Gremlins. 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 That's totally a Christmas movie. Love no Gremlins. Joke. Gremlins is such a Christmas movie. Gremlins really? is Gremlins is the one. Uh, the reason why uh, we have a is case that, could be made for goosebumps. Uh, the well, like, oh, well, yeah, wait, sure. like, the movie, <laughs> the movie, like yes. goosebumps, the movie. A case could be made for goosebumps. Are you high? No, maybe. Wasn't no. that during Halloween? Yeah, like in in you, in, in world what universe. Does goosebumps starring Dylan I Minnette? I think he's just trying to start trouble. I see that face. Twenty fifteen no. goosebumps. Okay, wait, which one is that? Is that what we're talking about? That has Dylan Minnette in it, right? Because there's a show, and some of the episodes may take place during Christmas, but the movie? Yes. (laughs) We're talking movies here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it came came out after Halloween, didn't it? That doesn't automatically make it a Christmas movie. Die Hard came out in freaking March or May, so no. Shut up. Um, I was not expecting this. I was not expecting <laughs> goosebumps to be where we got. <laughs> it got derailed. There's a lot of goosebumps movies. Anyway, well, uh, we're talking about the 2015 the, the one, the one with Jack Black. One. Yes, yes. Well, Jack Black is like Santa Claus. Okay, Gremlins is a Christmas Gremlins. movie. Yes. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Let's just movie. move on to talk about Gremlins. <laughs> uh, Love Gremlins. The reasons that we have is that they're the Gremlins carol door to door, and Phoebe Cates tells a bad Christmas story. Sure. 
Okay. Just all of it is Christmas. It's, I love yeah, Gremlins. It's taking place during uh, yeah. Christmas. Everybody agrees. On if I'm Gremlins. not mistaken, the main character gets the Mogwai as a Christmas present. Yep. As yeah. a present, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Edward Scissorhands. Edward, Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Edward's, what? It is Edward Scissorhands because of themes of trying to fit in with family despite being a monster. Also, he trims trees. Yep. <laughs> Christmas movie. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> trees. Boom. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Charlotte's Web or Babe. Oh, wait. Pig movie. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't think babe? Charlotte's Web. I want to say Babe. I'm going to go ahead and say Charlotte's Web because I remember that being wholesome. Yeah, uh, it is wholesome, but it's also babe. Uh, Yeah. Christmas Christmas is a time of increased consumption, and food is no exception. Babe explores the themes of Christmas dinner, meaning death for farms on the Amazon. She's flexing on me, guys. I watched the movie once in the past, like, ten years. This one one I love as a Christmas movie because there's also something to pull away from it, even for, like, kids, where it's just like Mm -hmm. Christmas comes at a cost, whether you like it or not. (laughs) The thing to pull away from it is pork. (gasps) Pulled pork, get it? That was a bit of a stretch. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) You're pulling it. (laughs) Uh, Wizard of Oz or The Sound of Music? Sound I don't of know. Music. I don't sound know what the music. sound of music is. Mary Poppins. You don't know what the sound of music is? Come on. Sound of music. Is Mary no. It, well, no, it's not Mary Poppins. <laughs> but ju- what? No. No, but like, it's like it's in that realm. I've never heard of it. Type of sh- yeah. It's it's, it's oh, old. It's old. Oh yeah, it's fifty nine. So it was stage musical. Because Julie Andrews was in Sound of Music, but was she in? Was she Mary Poppins? Was that Julie Andrews? I th- like. I want to say I believe so. Character type, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mary kind of? Poppins. I'm going to see who she was. Yeah, Julie Andrews. You're yeah, so The Sound of Music, uh, often associated with Christmas in its time because okay. it would pl- be played around the holidays. Hmm. Uh, also, yeah. My Favorite Things is considered by some a Christmas song. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, or Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Narnia. Narnia. Yeah, come on. It's, it's not hard. Silly come on. Uh, Narnia, Narnia a land a that is forever in winter and yet never in Christmas. Also, there's a reference to Santa existing, but is evil. Cool. Evil. I so love Santa. that concept. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the new movie coming out. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's uh, violence or something. Violent Night. Violent Night. I think night. so. Yes. There's always a Christmas horror movie. Last, and the new Grinch horror year, movie coming out? The new Grinch. The yeah. one, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. What the hell is that? Love it. Cindy Lou Who is like, oh, I got to take him down. <laughs> it's, and so it's like weird. the Grinch. So cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. So far, we're in agreement on a lot of the things that make up a Christmas movie. Themes, yeah. reference to Christmas. Yes. It seems to be very little is needed. But anyway, let's continue. Creed <laughs> 2 or Rocky 4? Oh, man. I got I to gotta see it. I don't um, remember Creed 2. I have not honest. seen either. Oh, wait, no. Creed 2 is the one where uh, he faces off against Drago's son. Yes. The, guy, the son sure. of the guy that killed his dad. Um, and father murder is not very Christmas, Christmassy. So I'm going to mm. go ahead and say Rocky 4 mm. because Philadelphia is cold. If... Oh my god! I'll if just I trust remember, Joey. And no, I'm gonna say before. I'm gonna say Creed. I'm pretty sure that was in winter too. Okay, it's hard because it's for New York. You know, it's always snowing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was in Philly. Constantly Christmas. Was it? Rocky is in Philly. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know about. I'm pretty Creed, sure. To be I thought honest. it was. I, I'm sorry. It, I guess it doesn't matter that much. It's a boxing movie. It's Rocky Four. Okay, yeah. I I, st- I believe it either way. The fight happens on Christmas Day. Right. Uh, against Drago. Drago, yeah. <sighs> also, Rocky wis- wishes his son a Merry Christmas after the fight. All right, his son uh, which Merry beca- Christmas, son. Because of time zones, <laughs> happens to take place after Christmas. He doesn't re- Like, it's kind of, he's saying 
have Merry Christmas, but like time zones yeah. wise, it wouldn't actually be Christmas. Just an important thing. To <laughs> the thought that counts, though. Yeah, man. If somebody says ha- Merry Christmas to you the day after Christmas, do you take them seriously? They're just getting oh. ahead for the next year. Well, they were just so they're in a over-prepared. Fight, so <gasps> true. You're like they just experienced brain this. damage. I took something to the head. I'm sorry. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Last one we have commando or lethal weapon. Oh lethal my, weapon, uh, <laughs> commando. <laughs> lethal weapon is so fun. It is. They're b- both great. Uh, but yeah, lethal weapon for sure. Lethal weapon is the Christmas movie. There is a Christmas tree farm shootout yeah. and a final fist fight that happens at a decorated holiday home. Yeah. Deck uh, the halls. Am I right? So from what I am understanding, to end this debate, a Christmas movie just gotta have Christmas in it. Yeah. Look, I feel like Die Hard, even if subtly, Die Hard has. 14 references to Christmas, That's whether it be its songs, visually, saying Merry Christmas, 14 times in the entire film. That's a Christmas but movie. At it's its a Christmas movie. No! It's a freaking Whoa. Christmas movie. Wow. At its core, yes, it's an action film. You said it's Ir- great. You said Iron Man 3 was. Out of the And Iron two, Man 3 only has a Jingle Bells ring and a reference to no, Christmas. No, here's the thing. At the end of Iron Man 3, he gifts all of his suits. He blows them up! <laughs> no. Wow. It doesn't matter. That was a strong P. It doesn't matter <laughs> because he used them, right? Oh, my God. I feel like he used it's them against like, the main guy. I feel like, so it's, anyways, like yeah, it's a Christmas movie, but it doesn't have like the essence, like that Hallmark feel. You know what I mean? Because it's an action movie. I yeah. understand that very well. It's However, an action movie it's before like, it's a Christmas know. movie. Yeah. Yeah, like it's a Christmas movie, but it's on a lower tier list on how Christmassy it is. Okay, so, okay. Can I add to this debate? Mm-hmm. I think a Christmas movie is just made by if they explore themes that are explored during Christmas. Yeah. yeah. If it explores family and it references Christmas, regardless of anything, it's a Christmas movie. Yes. Because Christmas is about family and Christmas. Now, this isn't saying it only has to be watched during Christmas because there are a lot of movies like that. Most Christmas movies are like that. Mm-hmm. You can watch this at any time in the year, but it's still a Christmas movie. I feel like a lot of Christmas movies that, like, a good amount of people would classify as Christmas movies are movies that are only hit different during Christmas. Like, you have A Christmas Story <laughs> and, like, all those claymation Polar films. Express. Like, those you would watch during, yeah, Elf. Elf, like, during Christmas. Whereas, like, Charlie Die Brown. Hard, I feel like it is more year-round. Or, like, Iron Man 3. Like, it is yeah. more year-round. Okay, yeah. Die Hard is not year-round. What? The, 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 you could watch it year-round and not be jokes, like, mm, Christmas. Christmas jokes don't hit when it's well, not Christmas. Well, Christmas happens every year. You're not going you, to... It's If it's July, you're not going to go, what are they talking about? <laughs> I have never heard this before. <laughs> Santa <laughs> Claus? Whom? <laughs> and then you watch it in December. Oh! oh Everything look, clicks together. Nah, Last just, week... It just isn't funny if it's yes, it is. past Thanksgiving... And or if it is funny, if it's past Thanksgiving and before Christmas, otherwise it just doesn't hit. My father would disagree. He La- enjoys it. They, lo- they look at the guy in the elevator and it's like, I've got a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. And you go, ha, 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 it's ho, 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 because it's Christmas. But if it's in July, you look at that scene and you go, bro, it's not even Christmas. But it's not July laugh- in the How movie. How often do you watch Die Hard That's in July? Fair. That's freaking fair. <laughs> Every day of July. <laughs> Wake but, up, die hard, repeat. <laughs> just last week, you were complaining about, when we were talking about Nightmare Before Christmas last episode, you were complaining about watching it during the fall, during November, and being like, oh, it's not, yeah, not the it's same. Yeah, because it doesn't right? hit when it's not Christmas season. You're saying die hard doesn't hit in March? The Christmas jokes don't. 
but the other 99% (laughs) of the movie. It's all right, yeah. It's all right. (laughs) But it goes from being a great movie to an okay movie. Oh. Oh, Because it's not Christmas. But Christmas doesn't play like, (laughs) oh, my. I'm just glad that we accept that it is a Christmas movie, but... When to watch it, that's the argument. I'm happy about that. If Hans Gruber wants to steal Christmas, <laughs> no. If, if Snape wants to steal Christmas <laughs> and pretend to be a terrorist, no go. But he does steal Christmas. Hans steals Christmas. They're having a Christmas party. He shows up. He steals their Christmas. <laughs> or just them, though. Yeah, he, he still, still stole Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. He still stole Christmas, Oh, Mary Chrysler. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad that's settled. Now, Die Hard is a great action film on its mm-hmm. own. So, uh, Joe, as our resident action film critique. Die Hard set the bar for mo- what I call modern action films. Okay. Modern action films are uh, starring protagonists just like John McClane, where it's a guy who you would relate to. Not someone someone who's down on their luck, sure, having family problems, but at their core isn't, you know, a like a an asshole. <laughs> you, John McClane's funny. Bruce uh-huh. Willis makes a lot of jokes in this movie. Yeah. And he was a comedic actor before this role. Moonlight. Yeah. So... Um, this kind of set the bar for that aspect of action movies, mm. as well as the villain. Uh, in, a, in probably every single action, pure action movie you'll see today, the villain is some corporate asshole. Right. Who's, you know, I want to get this much money for this reason as, as much as I'm going to close the Christmas park to put in a new pool. And I'll do everything to do it in, to, to get there. <laughs> he just That's one of the most evil people I've, I've ever heard of. <laughs> so, yeah, and action movies before that just kind of weren't as memorable. You know? Lethal Weapon, I think, was after. When was Commando? Com- I don't when know was Commando? Command- I, Commando? Commando's before this. I don't remember yeah. when, but it's before this. Um, I think it's like three years before. 1985. It's a year before. I think. I still right? see elements of Die Hard in modern movies. I don't know if that's the case for Commando. Uh, okay. That, I, the same could be said for Rambo. I, I was about to say, yeah. I think Die Hard is... It, it's really just the same product as many action movies of its time. I don't think it... Oh, yeah. It diverges in, like, a small sense of, like, specifically uh, his character. But I think as a whole... It's not too far from the 80s action movie formula. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. definitely there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so what, there. What I really love about it is how every aspect of this movie comes around to John. It is the journalism side story. Mm-hmm. That the entire time you're just like, oh, this is just a goofy critique of journalism. Um, and then just to find out that the entire reason that they are going to the side story every 10 minutes is because it's going to lead to the part where Hans finds out that John McClane and uh, uh, what's her name? Holly. Holly are married because their kids on TV right. and all everything plays out. Uh, like I, there are multiple as- of that kind of aspect to the movie where there's a side story that keeps popping up and you're like, well, why is the side story popping up? It's not really part of the main thing. And then at the end, end or close to the end of the movie, it's like, boom, gotcha, eat it. 
Uh, <laughs> and it either makes things worse or better for our protagonist. <clears throat> I I really liked it. I'm usually not so I grew up with my dad watching all the Fast and the Furiouses, all the Hobbs and Shaw, like all of those types of action movies, which like, they're not like my favorite. They're not bad, but like me and my mom give the same critique where it's like, they're not that realistic. Like they, they Cars. he jumped off of a bridge, saved the girl, jumped into a train and went to space. Like, <laughs> like, and it's, so what I liked about watching Die Hard is that like, I love the idea of them being in an enclosed space and like I love the idea that he was like terrorizing them like beep boop bop ho 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 I have a machine gun like I think I think that's so quirky and funny like I think (laughs) I think I also just love the idea of bringing comedy into movies like that because like I feel like now a lot of action movies bring comedy into um into their plot and it's very like short and just like oh we need something funny here and they're just like oh one-liner, action, 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 punchline, like calling some guy ugly, punchline, like whatever, and like then the they Marvel just go back. Marvel side character syndrome. Yeah, like where it's like I mean, as much as I love Marvel side characters, like Spider-Man and uh, what's his name, his best friend, uh, Ned. 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 Mm-hmm. Like Ned's just there to make jokes. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's all. Just he's like a there scapegoat for. comedic relief. Like I don't like uh, guys. He's behind you. Or like we're gonna need a bigger army. Or like something like, like just those <laughs> like one-liners. We're gonna need a bigger stick. It's just like it's just like those same things used over and over and recycled. And in Die Hard, I didn't really like I saw tropes that like you see today, but I was like there was nothing that I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like I I really liked it. I like how they gave the main character a lot of comedic relief even though he's still serious, like it's very dry. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. It's an action movie that I would watch again. Hmm. The cast in this film. Phenomenal. It's a phenomenal cast. Freaking the late Alan Rickman before mm. he's snipe. He does an amazing job. Uh, how this movie is filmed with him as the villain m- makes me forget, oh, Bruce Willis is the main character. Oh, okay. No. Oh, Hans is my favorite. He's so compelling, He's so right? good! Mm-hmm. Good! Yeah, and, like, even, like, a lot of the cops are from, like, other films. One of the, like, FBI guys um, was the uh, Weasley – not Weasley, I'm sorry. The weasel-looking guy from Ghostbusters, um, Mm -hmm. um, Ajax. No, that's that's not his name. The limo driver. What's his name? The limo driver in Die Hard? Yes. Argyle? Argyle, thank you. Argyle oh. is the little kid trying Thanks. to steal from Ray Charles' shop in The Blues Brothers. You know, um, this cast is phenomenal all throughout. I mean, Bruce Willis just... Bruce Willis, this is like his starring role as an action film hero, and he does a great job. Mm-hmm. Love the cast. So, uh, Alan Rickman's performance, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis's performance... Phenomenal. Yep. For this movie, the same cannot be said for the Die Hard sequels, which I oh, will not I, mention. I f- forget they exist. Which you should. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Th- I think it's a cash grab type of deal. Yeah. Die Hard One was great. Just going we off have, the name. We have the rights to make more movies, so why not? And we, you can tell. We see, yeah, we see this all the time. It's uh, you. You get a movie that's a success like Die Hard was, and 
they're some company is going to want to milk it regardless of anything. Even if it's some company who didn't even make the movie, they'll buy the rights to a successful movie if somebody doesn't want to milk it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I brought up that Die Hard is like the quintessential modern um, action movie. Now we're in an era called I call postmodern action movies where you have your John Wicks where mm. there's action constantly whereas Die Hard is it, it takes its time. Yeah. Yes. Which do you guys prefer? I don't think God I hate watching John Wick. I don't Wick think John Wick takes the uh, like it's not action all the time. Yeah, it is. It's action and then when the action starts it goes until there is an end. Because the with with hit with Die Hard, I think it's just two different movies. Die Hard, <laughs> he he, Die Hard isn't like John McClane isn't like I am powerful enough to deal with eighty right. men. I'm no, not a giant. He's badass. a cop, so he's gonna kill one guy and run for his life. That's fair. Whereas John Wick is the boogeyman. He's going to kill eighty people, and you're gonna be like, yeah, that makes sense. It's John Wick. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's comparing apples to oranges. You shouldn't be doing the that. other another like I. Th- movie like that is Venom 1 <laughs> where as soon as he gets the suit things are things pop off the rails and you hardly get any breathing time mm, I guess the fair. same could be said with Deadpool mm. I, eh, the, no, I wouldn't no. say that actually Deadpool's a perfect movie I, I still, I still, I think it just depends on the type of protagonist for that kind of thing. Mm. Like it's, you would still get this sort of like action until it's done with like a Terminator 2 because sure. like it's, it's not like they hit a guy and then they run and they hide, or they hit, or I guess kind of. But it's more so like it is a fight until one side or the other knows that they're safe or got away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's with it's same with Die Hard in that sort of aspect. But like, I don't know. I just find like the pacing to be so different between these movies that mm-hmm. to like. Compare. I mean, Die Hard's a long movie. It's like what two and a half, three hours two, long. Two hours and some change. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long movie. So, so it's gonna take its time for this entire thing, especially like since you gotta incorporate the hostage thing, uh, trying to just there's let the police lot, know. There's that a lot there's of elements here. to this story. Like mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. just have the cops there immediately, or yeah. it doesn't, or the cops don't become a significant element of the story. Rather, it's something that like John McClane has to constantly yeah. fight to make happen in the first place. And then just for him to discover it doesn't even matter in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like, it's so, uh, the pacing of it, I guess, is so, like, hit. It's, like, action hit, story hit, maybe a few story hits. But every time the action hits, it's not action to have, like, this cool action scene. But it's every action scene has this purpose to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time, the action scenes, his goal isn't even to win, kill, whatever. Mm. It's to get out, to survive. Like, that's, that's I think, another element of this movie that's so great. We, we get a lot of movies now, especially, especially postmodern action movies, where the protagonist is the guy. Mm-hmm. And he can do the stuff. And if he does need help, he gets it from his people. Whereas in this movie, it's like John McClane is alone. There is no people other than the encouragement from uh, the the cop. The entire time, it's up to him, and so I think that that plays into. It. I think that's the big difference, I guess, between modern and uh, postmodern. Modern, they're flawed characters. They need help, but they don't get it. Mm-hmm. They're terribly injured or bloodied or all of this at the end. Whereas postmodern, you have some badass characters that rarely have to deal with crap when they do it's minor and they win at the end of the story anyway yeah it's like tom cruise you know you can just put him in any action film and you could be like 
yeah, he's the best at everything. So we're just going to see how this goes, right? But with <clears throat> diehard Bruce Willis, it's just like he's just a normal cop from New York. He came for a Christmas party and all of a sudden there's, you know, a hostage situation. The thieves break in and now we got to deal with this. Okay, he only has that one pistol. Great, let's see how this goes. You know, that's it's, a, yeah, it's that's a whole another different... thing I like about uh, this movie and also movies of its time, where yeah. a lot of these 80s action movies, the dude was just like a standard dude in some way, that relatableness <laughs> that you said about it. It's a cop. It's a firefighter. It's a it's an army guy. It's, it's something along those lines to where a lot of Americans will relate to that character. Yeah. Nowadays, postmodern action scenes, it is... It is the top of the top characters. It's super secret, secret agents, secret mm. agents, and bounty hunters, and all of these things that like none of us are, but we would like to. We'd like <laughs> to imagine a world where we were. I also don't think he does anything super like unrealistic that you do see in a lot of modern movies. Like he steps on glass and he's like crying oh, as he's taking yeah. it out. Like I'm like, oh, okay. Versus like you see movies now and they'll be like, I'm just a normal guy does a backflip <laughs> off of a building. And it's like, you are not a normal guy. You're not that dude. But it's like, he doesn't do anything like a somersault or like backhand spring, like all these fighting moves. Like not really. Like he does stuff that I would feel would be like, oh yeah. Like that's how a guy would defend himself. And I like that I also think the movie did a really good job setting up like it has all these minor characters that you guys were talking about and I think it sets up the storylines for them very well mm. and their characters all in their own way except for except for the cop that talks through the walkie talkie with him I feel like the they guy? Could, yeah I feel like they could have so brought funny. it up Paul? I loved uh how something maybe Paul? Like I don't I I'll think they could have brought up his story so much differently because he was just like G chilling with him and he's like you have any kids and he's like yeah and he's like Ow. I had an accident haha <laughs> what was the accident I shot a kid and it was like oh but he yeah. was like he was like G chilling when he said it like I don't know if that was like a director choice but he was like yep I, I think I think it's a cop to cop thing you know he felt oh. comfortable cuz he knew he was talking about a cop it was just so quick like in a crowd he said it like with people around him he was just like I murdered a kid never picked up a gun again and it was like oh okay thank you cuz he's trying to learn to live with his mistakes and not just move past them but rather learn from them so that he I can know. become better a better cop which ultimately he does when he I saves know. John's life I know but it was such a weird moment to bring it up like he's straight up pulling glass out of his foot and the guy's like so this happened to me and like it was just so didn't, strange didn't bruce willis ask him to talk to keep his to keep him distracted while pulling glass out of his feet i mean that'll keep me distracted well yeah but he, right? was, he, it was, he, it he just, was asking the questions to keep <laughs> to get but like from. he was like oh how to accent like i don't know it was just such a strange way like they did very good a very good job at establishing everything else but that one moment it was just so left field and it was like oh <laughs> nice okay that that guy committed a murder okay cool it's, it's like that thing in video games where like uh, a character goes yeah it reminds me of that one time in my backstory <laughs> literally <laughs> oh my gosh or like Flashback. beginning of a movie hey brother remember when mom and dad got a divorce and it's just like oh okay cool that's plot now remember and when this traumatizing to... thing happened that like I'm talking about so casually it's like a we're family cool guy it? cut away <laughs> hey, well, remember that time I killed a kid <laughs> I think a great way to reveal his whole thing 
is if like he had some moment to pull out his gun where it would have made sense for him to pull out his gun, but then he hesitates. I think that and would then be justified. Th- that yeah. says enough to where maybe then there's like a, hey, why didn't you pull out your gun? Oh, well, you see. Because I shot a kid. Because <laughs> I shot a kid. Um, it does feel a little bit out of left field to just be like John's pulling glass out of his foot. <laughs> he's, she, like, he's like, so, so tell me about yourself. Yeah, I, I had an accident. <laughs> he could have talked more about his wife, his child on the way, his family. No. Any of the Twinkies like, he bought? Well, because we needed him to redeem himself at the end of the movie. It was just so, like, I remember <laughs> I was listening to it. Like, I think I was doing something else while I was watching it, And I was like, oh, huh? <laughs> you did what? <laughs> I think it fits because it's a brutally honest movie. And yeah. it doesn't mess around. But they set up all the other characters, like, in a relatively, not slow manner, because they can't. But, like... With a lot of, like, even introducing, like, the main character. Like, I feel like they set him up in a way that's not jarring and immediate, like, oh, like, that had to be something, like, I, if I was paying attention, I had to grab on to. Like, the like, part where he just, like, one of the first things we know about John McClane is he likes looking at women. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> you said one of the first things, like, right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. well, we, like, get, was, we get a lot about John no, I was talking about, start. like, the gun, like, how it's slowly revealed, like, when he reaches up for his thing, and the guy's like... <laughs> don't worry, I'm a cop. Like, I'm a cop. Even though I don't... <laughs> was that how the laws were back then? Like, even if you were a cop? Like, that was only if you were, like, an air marshal. It's yeah. the Who 80s. Am I? It, it's Fair the enough. 80s. Fair enough. You can you get to smoke on an airplane too. So oh my like, God. yeah, so. you could go in the pilot's cabin and be like, "Yo, what's up? How's this stuff work?" <laughs> I do think also. Hey, like, you want to drive? <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like like Holly. Like I like her character, but like the one part where she's like, "Well, you killed my boss, so now I'm the boss." If I was Alan Rickman, I would have shot her right there. <laughs> like that was. She's like, well, now Barbara Brown, we have a pregnant woman. Like, I don't know. <laughs> she seemed all righteous. I'm like, man, I would have killed that She's baby. She's empowered by her mans. But they don't know that. She knows that. Well, she I know, but they don't know. She's like, John, such He's a troublemaker. He's still alive. <laughs> He's such a troublemaker. <laughs> I felt so bad for that guy who would, like, try to, like, make a deal over the, like, the walkie-talkie. I don't walkie feel talkie. bad for him at all. Well, yeah, but the this douche? is like, I don't feel bad for, okay, hold on. That's just his name now. Maybe not, like, bad for him. His name was Ellis. But, like, not, like, <laughs> super bad. But, like, the same yeah. time where he's like, John, we were buddies. And John's like, I don't know this man. Boom. Because I put his wife in danger. I know. But he's like, Canadian. What? <laughs> that actor. Wait, what? That actor, he's Canadian. Completely related. Ellis? Uh, the same person you were just talking about, the douche. Why? His name is Hart Matthew Bunker. Why are we Oh, Harry Ellis. We were just pointing out that he's Canadian. <laughs> just is so you know, something? he's Canadian. So he deserved it. <laughs> Hot take. Uh, I feel bad for him. Well, he was Canadian, yeah. so you shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh. What was your guys' like, do you have a favorite one-liner from the movie? There's only one one-liner. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Yeah. That one. I like the... <laughs> Does it sound like I'm ordering an effing pizza? Oh, that is funny, yeah, yes. I like that one. That one's great. Hey, excuse me, sir. This is for emergencies only. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> I did like that one. That was I, fun. I, it gave me a chuckle. A, tor- <laughs> a chortle, as one would say. Uh, my fa- Actually, my favorite is the one uh, from the cop where he's like, my car is getting lit up like Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's you know, the staple of the action films. There's always good one-liners. At least one, but like, yeah, the one is... Oh, have you heard the dub version? No. Of, oh, my God. It's so bad. It Like one Bruce, of those CinemaSins-styled, uh-huh. like... Uh-huh. And uh, it's, like, poorly dubbed. So Bruce Willis says, 
Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. It's <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. But that's the best line. Not the Falcon, though. The, the do y'all realize like how much there is like uh, of this like movie telling people what is good? Uh, a lot of movies do this, especially in the seventies, eighties, nineties. But this movie does a lot of like this is how the law should be, where it's one people like John should be rewarded. Oh, it's, it's these moral. There's a lot of moral conundrum to okay. this mm-hmm. story that kind of just gets swept under the rug because it's happy Christmas action fun action movie, but like. There is this sort of element of, like, you could have a bigger conversation because of this movie because it's stuff like how much do you allow a local uh, police force to have jurisdiction over their own force Mm. versus giving it over to uh, the more district level versus giving it to a more federal level. uh, And then, like, it does it through parody, but also the conversation's still there. Mm -hmm. Conversation's also still there for John. Should John be doing all this vigilante crap or should he just be doing his civilian's duty of getting the crap out of there? Vigilante? He's a a vigilante. He doesn't act... he's, He's not doing police actions. But it goes back to that point of one man against the system. There's the law side of that where it's like, John, you've gone rogue. You can't do this no more. And then he goes, yeah, I can. And then he does a diehard. But there's also with the Alan Rickman versus Hyans and Alan Rickman where it's he's going against capitalism and how mm-hmm. the system keeps beating you down. Both systems beating down the average man. Beating down the average man. Hmm. We relate to the average man because guess what? We are. And that's the whole point of these types of movies. Insert yourself in those so you can feel better about the situation you're in because although you're not fighting and killing off people in a tower, you can relate to the struggle of life kind of throwing so many different things at you. Right? So Hmm. there's both... the law aspect of it is overlooked, and I think we should talk about it more mm-hmm. in general. There's a lot, like, for literature people who are allowed to write their academic essays about movies, <laughs> which is a very small portion of people, but possible, movies like this are the juiciest because there is so much in this sort of, like, well, let's talk. Like, how does this translate to real Even just life? go back to what the novel. What is this movie saying? Right, <laughs> and then like you, you get you get a lot out of it. I mean, there's there's even just the elements of like family, right? Like mm-hmm. with between John and Holly, like who's in the the, the movie doesn't say who's in the right. Mm. However, it encourages the audience to kind of be like, hmm, these people are wrong in a way, right? And you're like, hmm, yeah, there's something not right here. What's the solution? And the solution is just that they have to love each other or, like, mm-hmm. uh, get past the small stuff that they're butting heads on and just tr- le- learn how to appreciate each other. But then, like, how do you do that? Through calamity only? <laughs> <laughs> do you have to have a bunch of people taken hostage in order for you to reunite with your di- divorced but not really wife? If that's <laughs> what it takes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good movie. It's a solid film, and that it's it's a classic for a reason, you know. And I think now modern, or I guess postmodern movies are have benefited from it. So thank you, Die Hard. Thank you, Bruce Willis. All right, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of Razzle Dazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Make sure to listen to us every Thursday from 12 to 1. 12 to 1. 
on the Eagle Radio Station Live 365 app. Have a happy holidays, and we'll catch you on the next one.